Welcome to the opportunity for a personal spiritual growth experience with the Sue Curran Podcast, a podcast all about leading you into understanding the ways and heart of God. Pastor Sue shares from her decades of experience as a founding pastor, author, teacher, and world missionary. The goal is that you receive practical spiritual insights that you can apply to your life at home, church, and place of business. And now, your host, Dr. Sue Curran. Welcome back to the Sue Curran Podcast. Today, you are going to hear the second part of my conversation with our special guests. Now, you don't want to miss the first part of our conversation, so if you haven't listened to it, please pause the episode and go back now. And now, part two of my conversation with our special guest. Revelation is progressive, and I have found that from time to time, God just begins to open up a truth that people need and there'll be some people somewhere that are praying, Lord, please give us more truth concerning this. It happened also in healing, let's say. Remember, there was a great healing movement, particularly yes. in the 50s. There were all these healing evangelists. And that came about because people really pressed for it because there was a need. And I think today that people are pressing again but they're going to have but there's going to have to be learning again and they'll have to be anointed teaching again so that's yes. a big part of what this is about is sort of like relaying some foundations that have always been there uh, but there comes a time if history church history will show us we sort of just lose or it becomes vague to us what once was burning in us uh-huh. as a truth and, and God will arrange to stir someone's heart and bring us to the place where that truth can be taught again. So th- these, these are the main things, you know, that, that we have mentioned is about, oh, and revival, you know, of course. Yes. <laughs> I love to hear what God has done at Shekinah and, and in your life personally through revival. I remember uh, just speaking with you and, and how God led y'all into a, such a season of repentance. Mm-hmm. And you just saw so many lives being transformed. And, and that's, that's some of the things that we are after. We are yearning for, you know, our church, we, we always want to um, be open to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And I, and I know you mentioned Dr. Pickett and she wrote a, a series on the moods of the spirit. So we're always desiring to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because we are believing God for the greatest move that we've ever seen. I know my mom and dad talk about things that they saw in the 50s, but I haven't personally seen as of yet to the fulfillment of what my heart yearns for. And so that's why we're so excited about the course that uh, you're about to launch the church Jesus builds because it is going to encompass a revival and, and speak truth. Uh, into those areas of our lives that are so pertinent if we're going to see what God desires to do in this day. Well, he always, this is, this is the history that you notice through the years that, well, if you, if you even just went back 100 years, 
basically to Azusa Street, yeah. where the Holy Spirit was outpoured in Los Angeles. And really, that revival message went to the whole world. Yes. And, um, and that's actually where, that's, you know, the fact is now that Pentecostal type churches are the largest group of churches in the world. You know, a lot of people don't know that. Um, they think what they call the mainline churches have the most people, but that's not true. Huh. Uh, the, 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 the largest number of people uh, are in churches called full gospel. For example, we forget sometimes as Americans, there's a whole world out there. Uh, but in South America, they, they have churches that a church, just one will have a hundred thousand people in it. Wow. And the, you know, the largest church in the world in Seoul, Korea, yes, a million people. And, um, and that's because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's not, it's not really enough, is it, to just have more people. I mean, there's, there really hasn't been, I know you keep up with statistics as I do, yeah. but there hasn't been true church growth in a number of years now. There's been churches kind of moving, people moving around from one church to another. But the wow. overall numbers of Christians has not increased. It has decreased. And we're going to have to get into a move that will really increase the number of believers in the earth. And in order to do that, I think that we're going to need what, what some people refer to as the full gospel or the whole gospel. Yes. But it's, but it's taking all of the gospel and, uh, and that would include uh, the gifts of the spirit as well, which yeah. help us to minister in the harvest and to bring that harvest into the house, into the church. That's why it's, I think it's so important that part of this course uh, would be on revival. Yeah, yes, most definitely. And out of revival, aren't we expecting a great harvest? And so yes. that's another one of the uh, subjects that you are going to be addressing is the equipping and the sending forth. You know, that's yes. one of the things that we're about, Pastor, is we want to know God so that we can make God known. And, and so this is another area that the church, we need to step up like we haven't seen in this past generation. And I believe that God is positioning people to do just that. Well, that's absolutely true. And in order to do that, we'd have to start back where Jesus started. He began the church. I mean, he, really, he set the pattern. We cannot improve upon it. Thank and you. He, so he, true. You know, and he told them two or three, in two or three places, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, you know, in John chapter seven. He let them know that the Holy Spirit was going to be in them. And that's what Jesus, after he ascended to heaven, then poured out the Holy Spirit yes. on the day of Pentecost. And that's where the church then began. There had never, think about it, there had never been a church before. My. And so then after the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. Immediately, there was a supernatural sign of uh, tongues of fire sitting on each head. The people spoke with other tongues, and people could hear the gospel preached in their own language. 
Yes. It's exciting and thrilling and it's just, it was so empowering, but it wasn't just so they could have a time of excitement. That's right. It was so that they could receive a power so that then they could begin to operate and function and develop the church according to his plan. Because after they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, if you read through the chapters and get over there about um, Acts chapter 13, remember it says at Antioch, there were people gathered there from these different places. And it says they were all gathered together and ministering to God and praying. And the Holy Ghost said, isn't that amazing? Well, stop and think a minute. How did the Holy Ghost? Obviously, he said it through a prophetic word. Yes. And that was brought. And what did he say? He said, separate Paul and Barnabas for the work I've called them. Well, a lot of times we're just spinning our wheels. You know, uh, Pastor Deb, I like to, I like to mention that we have not been clearly taught really about how we can train and equip people and send them out. And a lot of times the church just grows up like topsy, just any old way. But the real fact is God has an order sent from heaven that he breathes on. And so the Holy spirit said, separate Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them to. He called them by name. And the scripture says, then they laid their hands on them and prayed and they sent them forth. The people that heard the word also laid their hands on them and sent them out as missionaries for the work that they were called to do. Now, if we'll send people like that through the anointing and the direction of the Holy Spirit, then they will be empowered to do wonderful things in, in Jesus name. I think that's going to be extremely important that people get a a handle on how to equip people and send them out. What is the biblical way? That's what we'll be talking about. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what we need as the church, that equipping, that going out like our, our heavenly father that enabled and infused and sent his only begotten son to give us that leadership, to give us that model. Everywhere Jesus went, he went about doing good. He was anointed and he cast out demons. He healed those that were oppressed. And I believe, just like you've said, that's the kind of church that Jesus builds. It's a church that he himself modeled. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so let's give God the opportunity to fill us up and to cause us to overflow so others can see who God is. Isn't it just really awesomely exciting just to think about it, that God would keep this connection with us through the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, know, hundreds of years ago, there were the deists I studied about in church history that just taught that the Lord just created the earth and set it in motion and just dusted his hands off and said, do the best you can. Huh. <laughs> but the real fact is he started it and he finishes it. 
Yes, and, ma'am. And in between, you know, if if I didn't have his empowerment and his leadership, I wouldn't want to do the things that I'm doing. But with having that support from him, I just um, stay in a place of good anticipation of what he might be doing next because his ideas are so much better than mine. You know that when he calls people, Paul then later taught us that he called out apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I want to teach a little bit about that because, you know, there are two kinds of gifts. We call that people gifts. Uh God, God gave people called apostles or prophets, pastors, and teachers. He gave those individuals to the church. Their, their life is not their own, but he gave them to the church for the building of the church. And then there are the other gifts, the charis gifts, are the gifts of power. You know, there are nine of those gifts uh, yes. list, listed. And so he, he gave uh, those gifts so that we could operate in his power so that those first gifts, the people gifts that I mentioned, would be leadership and holding things together and modeling things. And a lot of times uh, there's, there's a tremendous lack of that in churches. So the people are just trying to do the best they can or people just not have any idea of what the fivefold ministry is. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that that term is used in the scripture, but that's what it is. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And <clears throat> there was, five of those major offices, but those have to all be gifts of God. You don't train people yes. to be apostles. You know, you, you don't, well, you know, I know that we think we send people away just to learn how to be a pastor. Well, you know, you can do that, but that's where the struggle is. And that's so why true. Jesus said, you know, let me build a church and do it with my power. That's right. That's right. We definitely have to, discern and know the call of God because who called who God calls he also does anoint Mm -hmm. and and they can carry that glory they can carry uh that anointing and so that's what this world needs is to truly see people in touch with heaven heaven coming to earth as earth touches heaven and so that's that's so important so vital and that again is going to distinguish who the church is that's true and i I really feel sorry for people who they they really want to serve god and they want to do something for him but if we don't, this is the reason I felt so burdened about doing this. If some of us who have been taught this and experienced it, if we don't make it really available for people to know about, then they're just going to do the best they can with it. Or they That's might true. just model it after some church that they grew up in. There is a way that if we go about it biblically, he has shown us exactly how to do it. And, you know, when the Lord shows you how to do a thing and when he teaches you the scripture uh, so that you know exactly how to go about it, then you are empowered to do it and it becomes clear. There's, there's not a confusion about it. Yeah. I started to say earlier that some people just, the churches just grow up like Topsy and, 
and people just run out because they feel a inspiration to yeah. go and say preach the gospel or tell the good news and so we used to have that saying some were called and some were sent and some just grabbed a microphone and went <laughs> and went <laughs> yeah and, that's right and, you know you don't want to do that because there's too much to go through you know paul said who is sufficient for these things there's too much to go through if you don't have the empowerment the protection and all the things that god calls the the people that god calls he sort of builds uh, an encasement of his wonderful grace around them yes and i think he also directs our paths he causes us to meet certain people which i did i've had such wonderful mentors i feel sorry for people that have never discovered that they need a mentor that mentors are available because god said it to be so i never ask or related to anyone as a mentor except those that i felt their lives were pleasing to god they were really accomplishing something in god i saw them as as people that were probably beyond what i could even aspire to but i wanted to learn what they knew i wanted to grow by their experiences so i've learned how you know and i would suggest this to people who are hungry to get involved in ministry get in a church that has a good strong leader and pastor and either that pastor or someone they've assigned that is free and desirous to mentor you yes and you know a mentor does more I mean, a mentor doesn't just have a class or two here or there or that kind of thing but a mentor lets you become a part of their life and they become a part of your life and sort of walk out life together with you and that that's how i was able to, to learn things and i was able to move faster than i would have if i had just been trying to do these things on my own yeah yeah and i know pastor and and i know that i speak for many people that have been under your leadership and to god be the glory i know that you give god all the glory but in my personal life you have been a mentor you've been a model you've been a motivator for me and shekinah church has impacted me personally but because of that it's impacted our whole corporate body of believers and i just want to say, I've said this to you privately, but I want to say it publicly. I celebrate your leadership, your love, uh, the way that you've encouraged and been an example to our lives and such a godly influence because you're right. We need those things in order to push us forward and onward. And I also will go a step farther, even in this course and this phase that God has you in, in the direction that he is leading you right now. I believe with all of my heart that God is going to continue to use you in extraordinary ways. I believe he's going to accomplish extraordinary feats and build extraordinary lives for the sake of the kingdom. Because you know what? It's all about making him known you've already said it and i thank god for the way that he has used you to make him known and so you're raising up voices 
that are carrying the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and making him known. We're pointing people to Jesus, not to an institution, not to a movement per se, but we're pointing them for relationship with Jesus. And I was thinking when we were talking about the call of God, that the call is very distinguished from a career. And some people go to school and think they learn the techniques of being pastor. Or like you said, you can't teach somebody to be an apostle. That is a calling. So we're not after career. We're after fulfilling the destiny of God on our lives. This is super. You know, I think after after we do this podcast, you, you could, uh, if you've made a note or two, you could probably preach a sermon or two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, it's just so good, isn't it? To just, we don't spend enough time really talking about the things of the Lord. And you were relating to the fact that having learned and having learned both at the church and and yes. through mentoring and and one of the things that the lord has spoken to me because uh, i have we've changed our roles around a little in our church at shekinah uh-huh. so that i can have more freedom to give myself to preparing things and sharing them internationally i really have a desire you know we trained um, we had a bible school before and we trained students who became pastors. Almost all of our foreign students went back home and wow. they started worship centers. One, one man raised up a church for 30,000. Some of our Indian folks started a worship center. You know, so it, it just been so rewarding to see they didn't let what they learned go to waste. Uh, they just, they took it very seriously. Yes, uh, that they were to reproduce what had been built into them. So I'm thankful for this opportunity because we can reach people in the nations with courses like this, and they can learn the things where we wouldn't have time and so forth to go to make those long, arduous trips that I have True. made many times That's right. before. You know, travel is not so easy today with what's been going on in the world with the, no. with the virus and all of that kind of thing. But you yeah. see, God always has ways. That's that, right. That we can share. Probably out of this, we'll raise up stronger Christians than we've known before. Amen. Because we, we've been tried and we've been tested. And there's always a purifying that comes when we go through these tests. Yeah. That's right. One of the things that the Lord really dropped in my heart, Pastor, and one of the ways that coronavirus has really had a positive impact, because I believe with all of my heart that this is a huge opportunity for the church to shine, to shine bright. You know, the word in the prophet Isaiah, he talked about a time that was going to be filled with gross darkness, but that the spirit of the Lord, that God would arise upon his people. And so one of the things I believe the Lord wants to use the church to impact society with an eternal result and resolve to know Jesus and to make him known. 
uh, the thing that the Lord dropped in my heart personally was he was gathering a company of people that would be known as the burning ones. And these yeah. courses that are going to be taught, you know, it's going to be an opportunity for us to become all that God has called us to be. And when he dropped that in my heart, he said he's going to have a people that are going to burn with his passion unquenchable. I long for this pastor. He's going to have a people that will burn with his purpose unstoppable. He's going to have a people that will burn with his power unlimited, burn with his praise unleashed, and burn with a baptism of fire that's uncompromising. That's what I'm after, and I believe the things that we're going to be taught through the course that will be offered, that's going to enhance what God has put on the inside of us to accomplish his purpose. Well, let me just say this before we finish out our remarks today. You reminded me of a vision that Heidi Baker had, and she shared it with some of us, that the Lord showed her the saints of God in the last days it's as if they were riding through the heavens in chariots, but they saw, as she saw, their hearts. It was transparent. Their chest was transparent, and she saw their hearts, and their hearts were beating exactly with the heartbeat of God. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yes, I think, Lord, do I think it. That's, that's a burning one right there. It's a burning heart. I believe that he wants to stir this thing until we yes, truly are on fire. And the way to do that is for us to get hold of the word, let the word live in us, pray into being the revelation that he wants to give us in this hour. Now, I want to remind yes. you, if you happen to be in the area where Pastor Debbie uh, pastors, it's uh, Tampa New Testament yes. Worship Center there. Yes, ma'am. In order to register for this course that we've been talking about, uh, you can go to www.sukaran.com. We got the information up so that you can now register. So you don't have a lot of time, but I'm really glad that you had the time today that you could listen. And I'm very appreciative of Pastor Debbie Camellis taking her time to share with us today because there's been a lot going on in their church and in her life. And they really do have hearts after God. And Pastor Deb, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us openly and honestly from your heart. And to tell you that uh, I thank you for the truths you shared. And I think it's going to take us a step further into that place. And you shared your excitement with us. We felt it. And we appreciate that. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you, Pastor Kern. It has been a joy and a privilege to sit and talk with you. Amen. You've been listening to the Sue Curran Podcast. Join us next time as Dr. Curran shares more insights through interviews and teachings geared to help you grow in your relationship with the true and living God and function in a more productive and powerful way.